0: just go to TomNicola.com subscribe. Second, when you're ready to get serious about your health and fitness and want an efficient and effective program to follow, join Vigor Training. You get access to all of my workout programs for just $29 per month. Learn more and join at TomNicola.com slash Vigor. to the article. More research support for high protein diet for weight loss. Another study adds to the evidence that a high-protein diet is best for weight loss. I've been promoting the health benefits of a high-protein diet for years. During that time, research and experience only added evidence to the idea that a high-protein diet is ideal for weight management. A study published in the American Journal of Clinical Nutrition adds further evidence to protein's impact on body fat. Research Study Design Researchers compared the impact of consuming only protein-rich shakes multiple times each day to an equal-calorie, normal-protein, whole-food diet. They used the term high-protein total replacement HPTDR, to describe the protein-shake-only protocol. The total energy intake was the same between the two diets, but the high-protein diet group consumed 211 grams of protein per day, while the control group consumed 83 grams per day, about the same as the average American consumes each day today. In the written version of this article, I have a table that outlines the macronutrient and micronutrient information between the two diets. I'll read through the table in hopes that you can get a glimpse of some of the information, but I do recommend checking out the written version of this so you can see the information firsthand. Okay, in terms of total energy between the two different diets, the high protein diet uh, averaged 2,129 calories. The control group was 2,128, one calorie difference, which is nothing. Between the two groups on protein, uh, total protein intake again on the high protein group was 211 grams, 83 grams for the control group for fat per day. The high protein group consumed 58 grams of fat, the control group 72 grams, and carbohydrates, um, the total grams per day for the high protein group was 186, total carbohydrates for the control group was 295 grams per day. There's also information on sugars, fiber, monounsaturated fats, polyunsaturated fats. I won't read through those, but again, if you want that additional information, check out the uh, written version of this. You should have the link to that in the show notes. Okay, I have to point out a few things about the high-protein diet outside of the protein that a typical dietitian would say is bad. I do so only because when people focus only on components of nutrition such as sugar or fiber they overlook the components of a diet that really make a difference as this study shows a higher protein intake has a significant positive impact in spite of other aspects a dietitian would say will make you fatter and sicker first the difference in sugar intake The high-protein group consumed 179 grams of sugar per day, 96% of their total carbohydrate intake. It's also more than 7 times what is recommended for daily sugar intake by public health advocates. Sugar is supposed to make you fat, right? Or diabetic? We'll see. Second, the difference in fiber intake. Low fiber intakes are also supposed to make you fat, right? Well, the high-protein group consumed only 4 grams of fiber per day. Meanwhile, the control group consumed 92 grams of fiber per day. When you speak to a typical nutritionist or dietitian, they'll often speak of sugar as poison and fiber as a miracle food. Both points of view are highly exaggerated. Third, the protein source was soy i typically recommend avoiding soy protein it has a lower bioavailability and contains soy isoflavones which mimic estrogen would the results be different from animal-based protein sources perhaps but based on the research i'd expect a similar outcome that said the results in this study speak for themselves the following is a visual depiction of the study protocol Again, if you check out the written version of this article, I have an image that comes straight from the research paper that shows how the protocol played out, when blood was drawn, when uh, the two groups ate their meals, when they exercised, and so on. Uh, It'd be impossible to read through it and articulate the image through words, so I do recommend checking that out due to its expense and the difficulty of having someone live in a whole body calorimeter unit unit for days or weeks this is a short-term diet study it's possible the findings would change over time but based on my experience with clients eating higher protein diets i highly doubt the results would change with a longer study duration study findings according to the study authors the primary findings of this study that compared with a standard north american dietary pattern a high protein diet led to higher total energy expenditure increased fat oxidation and negative fat balance likely implying body fat loss increased daily calorie expenditure sleep and post-meal metabolic rate while individuals resting or basal metabolic rates did not change they did burn more calories in total for the day, during their post-meal window, and even during sleep. This makes sense as protein requires significantly more calories for digestion and assimilation than carbs or fat. What I find most intriguing is that the protein in this diet came from protein powder. Protein powder is easier to digest than cooked meat. Yet even with the diet consisting of only protein powder, metabolic rate increased increased fat burning decreased carbohydrate usage respiratory exchange ratio or RER decreased in the high protein group which suggests their reliance on fat as a fuel source increased here's where i get geeked out with a higher protein intake you'd expect a more stable blood sugar yet the majority of carbs the high protein group consumed came from sugar Remember, they consumed 179 grams of sugar each day. And yet, even with that massive amount of sugar, their fat metabolism increased. Perhaps, if you eat enough protein, you can get away with a little more, or a lot more, sugar in your diet. Triglyceride levels dropped. The high-protein group did eat fewer total carbs than the control group. Yet again, the majority of their carbs came from sugar. A high-sugar diet is associated with elevated triglycerides. Yet even with such a high sugar intake, triglyceride levels dropped. LDL cholesterol increased. When you remove cholesterol from the diet, you should see a reduction in blood cholesterol, right? Wrong your body regulates cholesterol levels pretty well if you eat less you produce more if you eat more you produce less the high protein group ate less cholesterol yet their ldl cholesterol increased as the researchers explained this is likely due to the body's homeostatic control of cholesterol since they consumed less their body started producing more given enough time they'd probably end up with the same blood cholesterol levels they started with. It's just that their bodies would produce it instead since they weren't consuming it. How does this help someone interested in improving their health or losing weight? As I've always said, it's easier to tell someone to eat more of one food than to eat less of another. When you eat more protein, it tends to crowd out carbs and fat from your diet. If you eat more meat, you'll end up eating fewer potatoes. But even if you're hell-bent on counting calories, if you simply shift where those calories come from, you create a marked difference in your metabolism. And don't forget, a high-protein diet offers many other health benefits as well. If you don't want to drink a shake for every meal, I don't recommend that anyway, I'd expect you to get similar results from consuming other protein-rich foods like cottage cheese, eggs, meat, poultry, and fish.